The Mac Attack podcast is sponsored in part by FAMS Printing, your source for screen printing and embroidered apparel. From school teams to businesses big and small, FAMS Printing does it all. FAMS can even set you up with your very own web store. Visit our website at www.famsprinting.com and ask how they can give your next order the primo stamp of approval. I'm Zach Clark. And I'm Zach Hayes. This is your home for the most competitive football in the state of Michigan. This is your home for the most comprehensive coverage week in and week out. This is the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. This is the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. Zach, week one of Mac Red Play is in the books. Do you feel like you've learned something? I feel like I've learned a little bit, but there's still some unknowns out there. But it was an interesting week, to say the least. The games got off to an interesting start. We had all kinds of uh, severe weather Delays. in the area. I think Stevenson Romeo was the only one that kicked off on time as scheduled. It was. It was. The other two had an hour delay. And there were some games in the not quite in the immediate area, but in the metro area that will play Saturday. So... Certainly an interesting start to Mac Red play. I'll run through the scores. Just three games as everybody was in action. Chippewa Valley at home now 17 straight in a row for the state champions. 34-19 over Eisenhower. Romeo puts one on Stevenson. 50-13. That came at Runco Field in Sterling Heights. Dakota 50. Anchor Bay 12. The Tars fall to 0-3 at home to start the season. Tough. Tough. It's a really difficult way to start the season for the Tars. Let's start with Chippewa Valley. Like I said, they've won 17 straight, but Zach, Eisenhower put up a fight in this game. They had a chance at halftime to take the lead, and then things got much more difficult for Eisenhower in the third quarter. If I'm not mistaken, 20 points for Chippewa Valley in the third quarter alone. That first half, I'm looking Sweet. at the score. I'm like, okay, this was that tough Ike defense that we talked about because we had previously seen a Chippewa Valley team that was basically just putting up points uncontested on their opponents and just in offensive powerhouse and I'm like okay this was exactly what we talked about on Wednesday where Ike's defense was going to put up the first real test for Chippewa Valley this season and that all looked like it was coming to fruition in the first half when it was what 7-6? 7-6 for a long time Eisenhower had it fourth and short late and they decided to punt and if I'm not mistaken I think the punt was about 10 or 12 yards and this is not to isolate any one player but if you look at high school football across the board Zach special teams the kicking game you're just not quite sure what you're going to get at any point in time there are some kids that are more consistent certainly but if I'm Eisenhower you're on the road you're right there I would have gone for it. But look, it's really easy for me to sit here and and armchair quarterback decisions a day later. I'm not calling Chris Smith out at all. It's just in my own small brain, that's what I would have done. Sure, yeah. You're analyzing the situation and you're you're giving your assessment. And maybe poorly. Who knows? It's fine. You might not have succeeded in that situation too. And it came down to, like we kind of talked about, who was going to last all four quarters? Yeah, you talked. Who you was, you who asked was going, that question last time. Yeah, who and a team like Chippewa Valley, they mm. are bred to finish games. Championship teams finish games. They play all four quarters through, and that's exactly what we saw them do against Eisenhower. They wore the defense down. Kolka was just yeah, on fire. Touchdown pass. He was on fire. 10, 10 of 14 for 232 yards. And Myron Harris, he had a great game too. But at, at one point, he was playing quarterback. They started running the Wildcat in the second half. This is an offensive team that eventually is going to wear down even a good 
strong defense in Eisenhower. There's just nothing you can do. And Chippewa Valley showed that throughout the game. They were able to execute successfully a variety of different looks. And that's really hard. And it's almost as if last night you saw Chip with two different offenses. And they ran them both successfully. Kalka was excellent. And you throw Myron Harrison at the Wildcat. And that worked really well, too. In fact, that might have worked even better. I'm still confident in this Eisenhower team. I still think this is a really good football Mm. team. And, you know, we're looking at two other games in the red that were complete blowouts. Romeo 50, Stevenson 13, Dakota 58, Anchor Bay 12. Identical scores almost. You know, Chippewa Valley 34, Eisenhower 19. It's still a good, healthy win for the, the Reds there. But I don't know. It just wasn't the blowout that you would expect the number one team potentially in the state to take to a team like Eisenhower. So I think Eisenhower is still a solid football team, even though they're sitting at one and two right now. Zach, I don't disagree with you that Eisenhower, I do think they're a good football team, but at some point that's got to translate into something other than what we've seen so far. And look, the two losses they've had, they lost by seven points to Brother Rice, great football team, right? You lose to Chippewa Valley at Chippewa Valley. I think they're the best team in the state. Some people will tell you, It's Belleville. Some people will tell you it's Muskegon. I still think it's Chippewa Valley. And this game was close, Zach, but I I do need to point out that Eisenhower scored late. At that point, you're kind of like, okay, we've got this wrapped up. Eisenhower went for two, didn't get it. Attempted the onside kick, didn't get it. So certainly they could have made it closer. We didn't think Eisenhower would fold. Eisenhower didn't fold. Blake Rastig, again, was able to lead this offense to a certain degree. If you're going to beat Chippewa Valley, you're going to have to score five, six touchdowns, and that's really difficult no matter who you are. And Chippewa Valley, like you said, it was just they ground it down. That was all it is. At the end of the day, they had too many offerings. They had too many responses, and they just leave their opponents without enough answers. That's why they do what they do. That's why they've won 17 games in a row. You summed it up perfectly. I think that's enough said about Chippewa Valley for this week. Few teams are going to match up with that squad. Speaking of a team that could match up with the Chippewa Valley football team, We've got Romeo against Stevenson. I think we were both expecting a little bit more from Stevenson in their home opener. They won two on the road. They're back at home for the first time at Runkle. And Romeo comes in and just destroys Stevenson. It was not close. It was not just an impressive offensive performance from the Bulldogs. It was an impressive defensive stance as well. We talked to... Coach Newcomb this week, he was the guest on our conversation of the week back on Wednesday. One of the things he said was their offense needed to be more consistent, and that did not happen last night. And part of that is what Stevenson could not do, but part of that is also what Romeo was able to do. And these themes for Romeo are becoming stronger. They're deepening. Now the third time in a row, Romeo has not allowed their opponent to gain any kind of offensive rhythm. They threw a pick six in. There was a safety. So you're looking at eight, nine points from your defense alone. Stevenson, you get a play here, maybe you get a play there, but overall it amounts to very little. And that's not just them. They've done that to all three opponents. It happened against Oxford. It happened against Port here on Northern. And then this run game, right? Four rushing touchdowns. Four rushing touchdowns, the ability to grind it. And Miller had a couple of passing touchdowns. It wasn't as if the passing game was non-existent. No, they used every threat they had, and they and they Control. took it, they took it to Stevenson, and like you said, they controlled the tempo of that football game, and that's what this Bulldog team is proving to be very strong at. Mm-hmm. You know, from the get go, from Oxford to Port Huron Northern, now to Stevenson as they get into the Mac Red play, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Romeo Bulldogs here, and. It's going to be interesting to see as they face some of the tougher opponents in the red what it looks like when they're 
playing Chippewa or when they're playing Eisenhower or when they're playing Dakota. We have to wait has, till mid-October for them to play Chippewa. I'm not going to be able to contain myself. That's going to be an exciting mm-hmm. one. Do you think that'll be a game of the week? Maybe. I guess we'll see Maybe. how the rest of the season Crystal pans ball. out. Crystal ball. I still think that Stevenson is a team on the rise. Dylan Klein-Edler was not able to find the success. But look, as a backup quarterback stepping in like that, he was able to manage the offense. Nick Wingfield had two rushing touchdowns. I'm not putting this on the quarterback. I'm not putting this on anybody, really. This was just Romeo being balanced. They are across the board from 1 to 50 as good as anybody else in the state. Now, that doesn't mean that they are individually better than Myron Harris, right? Pick your person. There are individual players in the state that may have more talent than what an individual play on Romeo does, but cumulatively, Romeo is so balanced, it's really hard to find a weakness. It's like an armadillo. Poke him. Try to find that soft spot. Well, that's it's not there. That's like you said, that's that program that Kurt Reines has built over the last, what, 15 it's years? It's not a coincidence. Or longer. That's what this Romeo team does. That program is really good at the team mentality yeah. and taking together the sum of all these pieces and becoming something even better. It's like a one of those big uh, transformers or something like that. So you're putting every, all these pieces together and you come out with something stronger as a result. And that's what you're seeing right now this season from the Romeo Bulldogs. Now all I can picture is Kurt Reines going, men, armadillos. That's what we're trying to be here. Two undefeated teams left. Romeo is one. Chippewa Valley is the other. I'm still not down on Stevenson. This is a team that went four and five last year. Second year for head coach Justin Newcomb. I think this is still a team on the rise. It just maybe the rise will not be meteoric, and that's really rare in high school football. These things take time. Well, that was only their first loss, and we've talked about Stevenson before. We were a little surprised for them to come out 2-0 on the road. We expected them to lose this game against the strong team that is the Romeo Bulldogs. Romeo's playing top 10 football right now. They're they're doing really well, and I think you're going to see them move up as, as things progress, too. But... Next week, Stevenson does have Dakota. We'll talk about them now. Um, and Dakota is at Stevenson, so they've got another home game. So that's going to be one where I'm excited to see how those two teams match up because I think even though they've both performed fairly well, there's still a lot we don't know about those two teams against better competition. You look at Dakota, and last night it was the, the JV on Stepney show. I mean, Big play after big play through the air on the ground. He was able to transport the football into the end zone three times. Dakota's offense has really come alive. You know, they struggled in that opener against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And to me, it's worth noting that Orchard Lake St. Mary's is a team that has continued to play well. They, too, are also playing, you know, top 15, top 10 football. But now, Zach, you talk about Stevenson. They're down a quarterback. Is Dakota going to be down one, two? Drosky came out. He already had two rushing touchdowns by the second quarter, but he came out, did not come back. And that was a solid way to start the game for him there, and especially when we were talking about Drosky previously, we know he had a tough season opener, but he's really bounced back yep. since then. This was like a great opportunity for a confidence-building game, which I think somebody who's in their first season as a starting quarterback, they're getting used to the system. This was his game to really build that confidence up and continue continue. marching on downfield the season and perform for Dakota. But now, is it questionable? Is it up in the air? We don't know. We don't know. So it would be a shame if 
he's going to miss a certain amount of time because I think this quarterback was starting to yeah. build some momentum, and that momentum is going to be much needed when they match up against Stevenson next week. Look, Matt Love came in and played pretty well. He threw a touchdown pass, too. Anytime they had 50 points. I any, mean, Yeah, anytime your quarterback comes in and, and can execute the way that your starter was, I mean, you saw it last week with Dylan Klein-Edler, for Stevenson, he came in and threw a touchdown pass in relief. You saw it this week for Dakota. It's Matt Love this time. Dakota's got to be pleased. Greg Bauer and his staff have to be happy. Look, you're not going to get maybe the stiffest test from Anchor Bay, but after a tough loss to start the season, they've played really well twice in a row, and that's all you can ask. It's, it's week by week. They're 2-1. and one. They're 1-0 one and oh in conference play in, in the division, and if I'm the Cougars, I'm satisfied. Yeah, and this is a team, I mean, Dakota was ranked very high by a lot of polls in the, in the preseason. I had them at 2 in the MAC Red to well, start and the season. I think we had some doubts as the season was getting started. I think that first game really threw us off, but this is a team now in the Dakota Cougars that we're seeing they're moving up. When I'm thinking ahead to power rankings yep. for next week, I'm already thinking, okay, this is a Cougars team that is much stronger than I've given them credit for in previous weeks. So it's messing with my head a little bit when I'm starting to try to figure out the standings for next week. Well, like Chippewa, Dakota is a senior-laden team, and I do have confidence in them. And you're right, the first week was surprising. I didn't know what to do with it, but now... I see that they lost to a good Orchard Lake St. Mary's football team, and they were able to digest that, put it behind them, and move forward. And look, if you're Anchor Bay right now, Zach, it is the ultimate gut check time. You had three in a row to start the season at home. You didn't come away with a win in any of them. When they go back to practice, whether it's you know later today or Sunday or Monday, whenever their next practice is, how intense is it going to be? Is there going to be a fire? Is there going to be a desire to continue to get better because i'm not saying this team's not getting better week in and week out all i'm saying is they haven't won a football game yet so is that going to be there is that intensity that drive that desire to continue to get better can they keep that up in the face of you know a really difficult start i would think so i don't Hell think yeah. this is a this is not a team that is everybody wants a win but there's always going to be a team in the division that it falls in the bottom and with chippewa valley next week with Romeo the week after that, mm. those are two teams that, at the end of the day, I hate to say it, but if you go out and just hang with those teams, that's a moral win, and that's what this team needs right now. Just compete. Just compete. Go out there. Do your best against the defending champions. Do your best against a team that's been rolling over the competition. If I'm the coach, I'm happy with that performance by my players because this is a team that they've got heart. Go out there and just be proud of what you're putting out there on the field. And if you can walk away and say, we got a little bit better than the week before, then you're doing something right. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if I had to pick a coach to be in this situation, you know, I'm taking Mike Powell, anchor base head coach. He and I talked at the beginning of the season. We talked to all of the head coaches, and he's got this philosophy, this approach that focuses on getting better in a variety of ways, getting better in the classroom, getting better in the weight room, getting better on the practice field. And if you can do all those things, eventually the success will come. The problem is, like a lot of things in life, instant gratification is few and far between. You're not going to find that in many aspects of life, maybe on a scratch or lottery ticket. But really, other than that, 
things in life take effort. They take time. And you say, well, Zach, how much longer? I'm not in practice. I'm not the coach. I can't answer that question. But I'm not looking back at Anchor Bay at 0-3 and saying there's no progress here. There's no wins here, but that doesn't mean there's no progress. They've had a rough start in the Mac Red. I mean, there's no two ways about it. It doesn't appear that... Anchor Bay is not alone. Sure, but you know, Anchor Bay is just that team that sticks out like a sore thumb well, because they're on three. They're on three. You know what I mean? They're the only winless team right now in the MAC Red, and it's just going to get harder. But like we said, they go out there, they play, they put it all out there on the field. As Coach Powell, I'm happy with that at the end of the day because let's be honest, this is high school football, and there's a lot to be said of what goes on beyond the football field and. Show some class, show some integrity, and be a first-class team, and I'm happy with that. And I think that's the type of team that Coach Powell has here in Anchor Bay. And at some point, it will pay off on the field. I have little Absolutely. doubt about that. Absolutely. Let's just take a look here very quickly at the standings. Chippewa Valley and Romeo Sports, similar. In fact, the same records, 3-0, 1-0 in the MAC Red. Dakota is 2-1 there, also 1-0 in the MAC Red. Stevenson, 2-1, 0-1 in the MAC Red. Ike is 1-2, 0-1 in the MAC Red. Anchor Bay, as Zach said, 0-3, 0-1 in the MAC Red. Looking ahead to this Friday, big rivalry game, Romeo at Eisenhower. Dakota is at Stevenson. Anchor Bay is at the defending state champs. Chippewa Valley and Zach, good news. You know where we are. We are now on Spotify. Look at that. Nice, nice. Getting a little legit here. Our podcast is growing up. Not only that, we didn't mention this, but we were undefeated in our picks again two weeks in a row. That's true. So now we're at nine straight victories. So, all right, good for us. So maybe we do know what we're talking about here, but I think as the season goes on, the picks are going to get a little tougher. And I also want to thank everybody who was out there tweeting us the score. Shout to you on Twitter. So you guys have been great. You're keeping us posted. We can't be everywhere. We can't be everywhere. You're keeping us updated. That means we're keeping our audience updated. You guys are awesome. We appreciate that. Yeah, so if you're tweeting out scores or weather or highlights or anything, you can at us at, at MacAttackPod or you can use the hashtag MacAttack and we will see that. And again, Friday night, you guys were excellent. Check us out on Spotify, soon to be on iTunes. And we're back in your feed on Wednesday, Power Rankings, looking ahead at another week. In the Mac, and uh, Zach, we're going to have to sharpen our skills because you're right. We've got a nine-game winning streak here on the pod, and I'm pretty pumped about that. It's not quite what Chippewa Valley's got right now, but that's tough to compete with. We're back in your feed on Wednesday with our Week 4 Power Rankings and Week 4 Preview. Thanks for listening to the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. For more, visit MacAttackPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MacAttackPod. And don't forget to like the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach on Facebook. The Mac Attack Podcast is sponsored in part by FAMS Printing, your source for screen printing and embroidered apparel. From school teams to businesses big and small, FAMS Printing does it all. FAMS can even set you up with your very own web store. Visit our website at www.famsprinting.com and ask how they can give your next order the primo stamp of approval.